0: All right, everyone, this is Jonathan and Brandy Brandy. with the Binary Atlas podcast. And today we're going to be talking about VR, AR and mixed reality headsets, mainly because Apple has been in the rumor mill for a couple of years now, but it's looking like it's really coming to a head that Apple is going to be launching their mixed reality headset at their Worldwide Developers Conference this summer which is just a month or two away. And we thought it would be a really good time to not only explore what this might mean for Apple, but kind of what this space is and what it means. So basically a mixed reality headset is a combination of several different technologies. So we're gonna start with the first technology that's been around for probably the past 10 years. Uh, I had a VR headset myself for a while, Windows headset. Uh, Plenty of companies make them, but a virtual reality is what it's called VR. Basically, it is a headset that encompasses your entire vision area. You also have headphones on. You have controllers in your hands to do controls and things like that. But your entire sensory, sensory perception, both hearing and sound, is taken over in a virtual environment.
1: Yes, and this is like for video games, right? Uh, It is, but it
0: extends further than that, which is one of the things that makes what Apple is doing exciting. So uh, yes, video gaming was how it was first done, right? I played uh, Fallout 4 in VR. Um, It was a lot of fun, Uh, I enjoyed it, but Windows kind of took it to another level. There was a house, your home, center that you appeared in and you could put things on the wall right okay so you could have a virtual office where you had giant hangings on the wall of websites or charts or things like that Uh, it never really caught on but microsoft was trying to tout it as your virtual workspace
1: okay um that kind of brings up something i mean it it is technology related but it's um old technology. (laughs) A long time ago, probably would have been somewhere between 1995 and 1997, Microsoft had this little program that was called Microsoft Bob, and it had this little dog in it where you could have different rooms of a house and you could store documents in it it sounds like that was maybe a precursor to them taking it up a notch and doing this kind of virtual reality thing you know because you said like you could hang pictures on the wall and stuff like that and have websites this one um of course i played with it before my family actually had internet um, you could create documents and you could play games. You could use a calculator and you could set up different rooms. So it sounds like maybe they pulled some of that older technology to pull into this newer technology. Well, I think
0: I think basically this idea gets reinvented every couple of years because it yes. doesn't really catch on. They don't really hit all the nuances they need to to make the technology viable and usable. Right? Makes sense. Uh, now... Microsoft did that with the headset, right? Microsoft's next little voyeur was their Hololens. This is something I've not tried. I don't expect that I'll get the chance to try it because it's an incredibly expensive headset. It's like five or six thousand dollars. It's a, it's considered a business class headset. You're meant to a company's meant to buy it, right? Not an individual person.
1: And what exactly would a company do with such a right, headset? All
0: right, so well, uh, here again. Uh, the rumor mill is that Microsoft will probably stop development on this, right? But what they tried to tell HoloLens as is, let's say you're a uh, automobile designer. Okay. Okay. You have on your computer, you've designed your mock-up of what your automobile is going to look like in 3D, right? Mm-hmm. But you're seeing it on a screen, right? Okay. You put on this HoloLens, which... Kind of looks like a stormtrooper half helmet looking thing. It's kind of clear. Uh, you can kind of see. Th- you can see through it, right? So it's 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 augmented reality, right? Okay. Uh, and then and then you would look over at a table, and then up would pop your car. Okay. And Why you could walk around it and look at it.
1: Okay. And so augmented reality then is where you do see your regular environment, but there's something superimposed on top of yes, it. Yes, that's that right? correct. Uh,
0: okay. Many companies have tried this. That's it, VR came first right? Okay. Augmented reality started up. Okay. Microsoft tried it. Google tried it. So Google Glass. I don't know if you remember that little I field do, experiment.
1: I do remember hearing about that. Uh,
0: that was that was another augmented reality thing. So the whole, the whole point was, is that basically you overlay something on what you see. This is honestly the technology I have been the most excited to see come to fruition someday. The, let me give you my take on what that future would be. That future okay. would be... I walk into my office, there is nothing on my desk, but a keyboard and a mouse, right? There's nothing, there's no monitors, there's no computer, there's nothing, right? But the moment I walk into my office, monitors pop up all along the walls, right? With all the stuff I need to see for my job,
1: Okay. right? So
0: instead of having physical monitors screens just appear out of nowhere
1: that sounds very csi like yeah <laughs> or, sure. where they have the giant desk with the one usb port in the middle
0: well they still have the physical monitors there but uh, okay but we're talking yeah so we're talking about you know instead of having a 27 inch monitor like my desk right now has my laptop i have my monitor i have my tv over here for my game yes right so now we're talking about all that physical stuff goes away Okay, And everything is displayed through the lenses on my glasses, and I could have as many monitors as I want. If I decided it with my workflow, I needed five monitors right? Okay.
1: You could just add them. I could
0: just add them. There's no needing to buy more physical hardware. Okay. Right?
1: And so let's say though, that you have someone in your office and you need to show them something. Would you then have a second headset that a visitor? They would have to,
0: yeah. They couldn't see it. They would have to have the same augmented reality glasses on. I don't really know how that scenario would play out. Okay. Uh, but I, I also envision it, you know, I'm a network guy. I, I'm an IT director uh, by trade. So, you know, I walk in my office, I also see a chart of the bandwidth profile of the main internet connection. Okay. Let me know how it's performing. I have uh, stats on all the servers okay. and how they're performing, right? And they're just there. They never go away. If I am curious as to how things are running, I look up and, and there they are. You might could you know, get an alert notification that something's going on. And you look at the section of the wall where, you know, you've laid out all your alerts and you can see physically all the alerts happening.
1: Okay. I
0: could see it being very useful in certain types of work situations. Microsoft saw it as going all the way down to the consumer. Now how okay. they did it with the consumer was, and they, I remember the commercial for this. It was so funny. So this lady's at home and she puts on the headset and she's looking at her plumbing okay, under the sink. And a plumber remotely is telling her, all right, well, what you first need to do is you need to disconnect that pipe. And the plumber does something on a tablet with a pen. And all of a sudden in her vision, a little arrow appears around the pipe flange indicating which direction she needs to turn
1: it. Okay.
0: Right, so he's walking her through how to do a repair. Gotcha. Now, supposedly Microsoft used this in aerospace, where a uh, aircraft engine mechanic would put this on and walk up and it would walk them through all the service steps to service that engine. Okay. Again, this is not something I've physically seen, so I don't know how well it went over, but that was Microsoft's take on augmented reality. Um, right now, what most companies are shooting for and what I think Apple is shooting for, with this headset is gonna be called, what's called mixed reality.
1: Okay. And how is mixed reality different than augmented reality? Okay, so augmented reality,
0: there is nothing between you and the real environment. Like I'm wearing my glasses right now, uh, and there's just a transparent sheet of plastic between me and my environment that's helping me focus and see, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, With augmented reality, like the HoloLens, right, you had a goggle-like visor that was over your eyes, but it was translucent. You could see through it. And then they broadcast and projected things onto that lens to overlay into your environment. Right? Yes. With mixed reality, it's kind of like virtual reality in the fact that your goggles cover your entire vision area. Right. You cannot see out of them. You're looking at uh, 4K. I think with Apple's probably going to be 4K displays on the okay. inside. Right. It has cameras all the way around the outside of the headset which records a live feed of your surroundings and rebroadcasts it inside.
1: Okay, so it's almost like you're looking at a security camera almost, and it's showing you that and putting stuff on top of it. Uh,
0: Now, whether Apple pulls this off or not, we'll see. One of the hardest things about mixed reality is that we have very good vision. (laughs) The human eye has really good vision, very high definition, We see the world around us. Being able to reproduce the world around you and it still look like the world around you, I think, has been kind of hard.
1: Well, but I mean, isn't that kind of the point? I mean, if you want to see the world around you, why do you need goggles?
0: Well, the whole point is what they're wanting to do is once they get that environment into the goggles, then they can overlay things on top of it. And that is easier to do than to overlay images on like say my glasses on on the lenses and yes. have that project out you know into the environment right so it's much easier to bring that into almost basically it's like you're taking a camera feed of your environment putting it on the computer screen and then drawing stuff on top of it
1: okay right
0: that's a, that's a lot easier now they're saying that apple the, this is just the first entry into this market for apple
1: mm-hmm.
0: that they are working on a pair of glasses like Glasses I'm wearing right now, prescription glasses, that will be augmented reality. But they're looking at four to five years out on that. So
1: like the Apple Watch of glasses, yeah. they're going to do that too. Eventually. So at that point, it's like, do you need the phone, the watch, and the glasses to work together?
0: <laughs> they, that's that's one thing we don't know. And that's one mm-hmm. thing that's going to be exciting about the WWDC This summer, and I will definitely cover it
1: (laughs) on the podcast. What is the WWDC? What is that?
0: Worldwide Developer Conference. So every summer, Apple has a Worldwide Developer Conference. I've never went to one. I don't expect that I will. But you can't physically go to them.
1: Okay. Is it it just for Apple products?
0: Yes. Okay. What they do is they do a couple of things. They do debut new technology, new products, right? Whether it be new MacBooks, new iPhones, this headset whatever. Pretty
1: much anything they're working on that they want you to buy.
0: Yeah. But what they do though, is that after that initial, uh, announcement, that initial, um, show on stage, right. That they give, then the rest of the entire conference is broken down for people to go to classes to figure out to, for them to teach you what this new stuff does and how you might could bring your products to this. Right. So
1: it's almost like a trade show.
0: Kind of, except basically they'll have classes taught by Apple engineers. Mm -hmm. And basically what you'll do is you'll say, hey, I'm a developer. I want to make an app for this new mixed reality headset. I got this great idea, right? Well, you're going to go in, you're going to get to see the headset. Then you're going to get to go into classes with these engineers that worked on the headset. And you're going to be able to fine tune your code.
1: Okay. So this conference... um Sounds like a conference. Yes. Is attended by business people, entrepreneurs who would yep. develop a technology that would go with Apple's products. Well,
0: and you know, if you've ever noticed, anytime Apple launches a new product, it does not come out with hardly any support, right? Right. This is how they do that. They bring all these people in. Okay. They show them the stuff. And like the headset, it probably won't launch to the public for like maybe three or four months.
1: That uh, soon.
0: Uh, After the conference, because after the conference, conference because they want to get the developers excited about it, and they want a bunch of software and experiences developed for it, so that when it does launch, it doesn't launch blank.
1: That makes sense. And then at the same time, um, do they rely on some of these developers to work out any bugs that might be in the system? They do. Yeah,
0: That's exactly what it's for. Uh, You'll see this. uh, People don't really think about it, but even your iPhones, right? The new operating system, even if they don't launch a new hardware iPhone, they will probably launch the new iOS version, right? And the developers will get access to the beta of that version before it launches to the public and they'll trial their software out on it and give feedback, and Apple will make changes based on feedback, and a lot of that kind of stuff happens.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, how unlikely is it, though, that they would not put out a new iPhone? Don't they do that every year?
0: Uh, they do. Uh, and, it's the, and again, they're saying a the new iPhone is going to come out this time. It's going to be iPhone 15, I think, or whatever it's called. Okay. Uh, we'll, do, we'll do another podcast about rumor roundups and stuff like that for the new iPhone when it gets closer to WWDC. Okay. I'd be glad to do and that. And then
1: this headset, though, that they're talking about, I'm assuming, no, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm assuming that in order to use this Apple headset that you would have to have probably the latest iPhone.
0: We don't know yet. We don't know yet. We okay. don't, I mean, honestly, all we're getting right now is uh, rumors. Uh, we're getting rumors from some fairly good sources, people who have been known to be 100% correct every year when they say Apple is about to do something. They're plugged into the supply chain and things like that. So it's a fairly good bet that this headset is going to launch this summer, but we still don't know much about it. We have not seen renders of it, we don't know really what it's going to look like. We don't know what's going to be on it, we don't know. Apple always has a plan when they launch something. They basically have videos and, you know, people on screen doing things. They usually have an idea of what they expect you to do with something before they launch it, and we don't know what that is quite yet. We do know that the rumor is this is going to be a $3,000 device.
1: $3,000? $3,000. Now,
0: what what we're predicting is, is that this is not going to be something the average consumer goes out and gets right now. This is going to be Apple entering the market. And this is probably going to be a lot of businesses getting it. And...
1: Or rich people who want a toy?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, there's going to be that too. But this is their first entry. We expect that... They'll launch it, it'll be expensive, they won't sell a ton of them, and they know, they probably know this, but it'll get cheaper the next year because the manufacturing costs will go down and eventually this will lead into them having a more nice price point on the like headset. Maybe,
1: or different models perhaps, mm-hmm. maybe like there's the premium and they because I mean, I'm thinking like now, I mean, with even the iPhone, you know, you've got the brand new iPhone, but then you've got like the stripped down version, the SE. May Perhaps they're yeah. going to do that with this headset. Now,
0: I, it is my personal opinion that as this moves forward, this is going to move into more of a not having other devices kind of thing. Right. Like so let's let's just let's speculate. I know that's a dangerous thing to do, but let's speculate. And what I see this going, I see this going to the point. Let, let's say they get this technology and it gets better and better and better. In four or five years, they, they launch an augmented reality, glasses, right? Right. And if it does everything that I think it's going to do, then I'm not going to need the three or four devices. I'm going to need one device that's probably running that experience, but I don't need to open my laptop, right? Because I'm seeing those screens through my augmented reality, right? right? I don't need to open my iPhone because I can make and receive calls if someone calls in, I would have a pop-up in my vision with someone's calling. I could talk to that person. Mm -hmm. You could envision that you might even have built-in speakers and headsets, microphone stuff in the glasses themselves, right? So you wouldn't even need to put the phone up to your ear, right, everything's kind of built in, right? So I expect that there will be a shift in their hardware lineup because you won't need the three or four devices.
1: Okay, so this particular device then, would it be something that is connectable to Wi-Fi and or a cellular network in that case? Because I, would imagine,
0: I would imagine you will still have to have a core device. I would imagine that device is probably going to be an iPhone. But as these devices are getting more and more powerful, right, it's going to get to a point where unless you're doing high-end computing, you know, processing uh, 8K video, making movies, uh, doing 3D renders, modeling, uh, you know, things like that. I don't think you're gonna it's gonna get to a point where you won't need that physical computer. Everything can be done on your phone. And then you'll have augmented reality to display all the displays you need, to see all the data that you need. It's gonna be a very interesting time, I think, in the next five to ten okay. years. Okay.
1: Well, I mean, and do you think that this augmented reality would also include, I guess, an augmented keyboard if you need to type something? Well,
0: again, it doesn't have to be augmented now, does it? You know, we have wireless keyboards and mice now.
1: Well, we have monitors now. So why do we need the goggles? That's what I'm just saying. Eventually, I mean, sure.
0: I mean, eventually, could there be a little keyboard that pops up and I just type on? I mean, sure. Yes, okay. I think things like that can happen. I I think it's going to be a while out, though.
1: Okay. Because, I mean, when you you really get down to it, like need versus want, I can see the general consumer, this is more of a want. I can see maybe it being business related with stuff like what you were talking about with maybe engineering or even in the medical field, Mm -hmm. if you need the expertise of a surgeon who's thousands and thousands of miles away who can get right in there and see what is going on with the patient and help the current physician. I can see that happening, but just your average John Smith living at home, I I don't see this as being a need as much as I see it being a want.
0: Well, so if you think of it that way, let's, let's spin this and think of it another way. All right. When cell phones first came out, they were not a need. They were a want and they were expensive and they were carried by people who had money and convenience, right? You or had your, people who... Your Wall Street guy. Yes. Well, I'm saying you had your Wall Street guys, you had your...
1: Physicians who phys- you needed you know, to be reachable Because all the time. it was
0: incredibly, incredibly expensive. But as the technology got better, it got cheaper. Honestly, I would say nowadays, it's a need for everybody. I don't know anyone who doesn't have... You don't have to have the latest and greatest, but doesn't have some kind of cell phone. Well, right? and that
1: makes sense to me in the cell phone aspect right now, simply because most people don't have home telephones anymore. That is a rarity. But all days. that really but see,
0: but all that really is is a paradigm shift. Yes. Right. And that's what this may be the cusp of. Right. Okay. I'm not saying that this is going to be affordable or practical anytime soon, but neither was the cell phone. That is true. Neither was any t- the television. When the television came out, that was not affordable. That's
1: true. Everybody practical. thought, "Why do I need to see it when I can listen to it on the radio?" That that makes you know, sense.
0: But but there is always a paradigm shift at some point where something becomes goes from luxury to commonplace. And it changes how we live our lives. Apple has been in the forefront of this, right? That's
1: true. That's
0: true. At the personal computer, right? Mm-hmm. That, you know, when people Apple.
1: thought, why would any consumer
0: have have? You know, yeah, yeah.
1: you're convincing me. Yeah. I mean, I still think it's a bunch of hoopla right Steve, now. When Steve Jobs,
0: with Steve Jobs first put out the iPhone.
1: That's true. That's now,
0: true. That being said, to be honest, Apple has not had a transformative product since Steve Jobs put out the iPhone. Okay, now you could say the iPad, kinda, but all that really was was a larger version of the iPhone. That's true, that's true. Right, I mean, the iPhone was this paradigm shift of how cell phones were thought of and used and it changed the industry. And I think even though a lot of other companies have been dipping their toes in this meta, uh, the company that owns Facebook, they spent billions of dollars on their on their latest headsets and, from what I understand, have tanked. Have they? They've lost billions on these new headsets. Yes,
1: well, and what were their headsets for? Um, I mean, were they for gaming?
0: They were for gaming. Okay. But uh, Zuckerberg was trying to make it to where you'd have a virtual meeting, where you'd put your headset on and you'd have this cartoon avatar that could walk in and sit at a table with other cartoon avatars and you'd have a business meeting. Everybody is thinking of the metaverse, Uh, this next paradigm shift into more virtual and augmented reality and everything like that. And Apple has waited. Okay. They have not entered this game. The whole years people have been trying this and they haven't entered yet.
1: Yeah. I think think I've seen that trilogy, which I (laughs) guess isn't that the matrix? I
0: mean, (laughs) well, I mean, you can kind of, honestly, you can kind of think of it that way. I mean, uh, There's been others, there's all kinds of stories out there. There's all kinds of movies that dabble in this. There's all kinds of cartoons and Japanese animation and and all that that dabble in this. Uh, But I think what it's going to really do is it's going to make things so much more accessible for people eventually. That's what I think is going to happen. Okay. Now, again, everybody's doing this. We just talked about Meta. Valve is a big producer of uh, video games. They have the largest gaming store. Period.
1: Do they? i see so I'm not yeah. a gamer, so, so I've I've never heard of Valve until a, today. If you're a
0: computer gamer, you install the, the Valve store and most of your games, no matter who the publisher is, you buy it through the Valve store. Okay. Uh they put out their own VR headset. It's actually quite expensive. It's like two grand. Um and then PlayStation has their own. It's called the PS VR. It works through your PlayStation 5. Uh, I haven't played it myself. I'm not able to because I don't have a PlayStation, but that's supposed to be really big. Microsoft has never really released that they're going to do anything for the Xbox in that fashion, but there has always been some sort of Windows mixed reality headset. I had one that was made by Lenovo. Uh,
1: Yes, I remember.
0: Because Microsoft doesn't tend to make their own. I mean, they started making their own stuff when it comes to the Surface books and stuff like that, but for a very long time, Microsoft did not make hardware. They just installed Windows and other people's hardware. So that's kind of what they did for those first mixed reality headsets that, that they had. That makes sense.
1: And I mean, that seemed like it was gaming. I remember trying it, and honestly, it made me dizzy. I hated it.
0: It did. And that was, and so, and that's been the biggest downfall of virtual reality. And we'll see if Apple solves it in mixed reality, has been vertigo. Yes. Right. Because I had the Lenovo one and I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun and i was playing a video game called elite dangerous and what was really cool about elite dangerous elite dangerous is a cockpit game where you travel the galaxy to different planets doing jobs right It's basically a space sim
1: so it l- makes you feel like you're actually flying the space it shuttle. does you,
0: you would put the headset on you would see the chair you would see your hands out in front of you you could look around at all the different clusters of instruments, and you could flick switches and do everything you need to do like you were in the cockpit.
1: Yes. And that I bet really awesome. I bet you could look out the, I guess, windshield, for lack of a better better word, Yes, and probably make yourself really dizzy. Well,
0: actually, that didn't. What happened to me was, is they added a patch to that game to where you could launch kind of like a lunar lander onto a planet's surface, and then you could drive. That's what got me sick because when you're in space, you've got, you can see planets and stars and stuff, right? But when you're on a planet, you have the horizon (laughs) and the planet had low gravity. And when I would hit a bump, I would fly up in the air and back down. And I all of a sudden started getting sick. And the funny thing is once I did feel ill and had to stop playing, I couldn't play any game. I was fine until that moment. But once that moment happened, no matter what game I tried to play, I got motion sick.
1: That's very interesting. And that's one of the reasons
0: why I got rid of the headset.
1: Well, and that's interesting. Like you you mentioned motion sick. Like typically people who get motion sick do it in a vehicle. See, I don't get vehicle sick, but the virtual reality sets or even, I mean, movies in 3D make me have that vertigo sensation. So I just, I can't do it.
0: But it's going to be, it's, it's, it's a hard space, right? Because, you know, my wife and I, we both wear glasses, right? Yes. So the head says either A, have to accommodate the glasses that I'm wearing because I still have to have them on to see. Yes. Right? Or they have to have their own lenses in the glasses. They're my prescription.
1: Okay, so that's like an added expense for anybody who wears glasses and automatically makes the headset unusable by anyone else. Exactly.
0: Now, if if Apple does what they're saying they're going to do in the next four or five years, what they're talking about is they're coming up with a new plastic lens that is prescription that they are going to be able to project images onto. Okay. Right? So that's going to be their augmented reality glasses. So if that future happens in the next four to five years, it might be that instead of buying a new pair of regular glasses, I buy a pair of Apple's glasses that are my prescription and they have augmented reality built in.
1: Um, okay, I seem to recall something a long time ago, was it Google Glass or something? Yeah. Is that in this realm at all? Yes.
0: So, Okay, but, what
1: happened with it?
0: Oh, it bombed, it bombed out hard. Okay. Uh, what happened was, is their take on it, cause you gotta remember this has been many years ago, the technology, like again, every year technology gets better, it gets smaller it gets cheaper, right? So back then it wasn't right. smaller and it was like this giant uh, pipe that you wore on the side of your glasses uh, that had a prism that come out in front of one eye, like a glass prism in front of one eye. And that's almost what Almost like made a
1: monocle the, type situation. No, let me,
0: here, real quick, let me pull it up on the computer so Brandy can see what this thing looked like.
1: We'll add this to the show notes as well. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're talking about. It looks ridiculous, Completely ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it right there.
1: Yeah, I, I can see why it bombed. And you know what? One of the Fortisone. funny things one
0: of the funny things that happened with things is people get attacked if they had them on. Why? There would be people who would think you were taking pictures or video of them. Oh, because you had it. You were looking in their direction.
1: That's interesting, and I, and I see how. I mean, why are more people with their phones out not attacked at this point? Because well, I mean, at the any thing. point, you could be recording somebody these days. You know,
0: there's there's shitty people everywhere. It's just how it is, and they tend to come out of the woodwork whenever you're wearing something that it's different than everybody else. That's
1: true. I mean, uh, it looks a little Blade Runner like.
0: Yeah, but again, it it, it didn't battery didn't last long, right? Because the only place you can store a battery was here. According to rumors, Apple's mixed reality headset is going to have a tether that's going to run off the back of the headset to a belt clip that you wear that's going to have the battery in it. But they're even saying they're only predicting two hours of battery life on this thing. So again, the technology, I don't think it's there. I think this is going to be cool. I think it's going to be great to see. I think it's a great first step. I don't think it's going to be consumer grade
1: for a couple of years. several years, in fact. Well, that's interesting. I mean, it's certainly... uh a great time to be alive with technology.
0: <laughs> it is, it's, it's, it's interesting. So we hope that this has been a good little introduction to what we've got coming down the pipe when it comes to mixed reality, virtual reality. If we have missed a beat or not, explain something, you have more questions, please feel free to put comments either on the podcast, wherever you're watching it right now, whether that be Spotify, Apple podcast or wherever, or if you click on the show notes that will be linked in the description. We want to make a comment on our website? We'll be glad to answer whatever questions we can there.
1: Yeah. So when he says "we," he means him. Um, I. <laughs> this is out of my realm of expertise. I'm learning a lot.
0: But uh, and then but and also when it gets closer to WDC, I'll do some. We'll do we'll do a, we'll do another podcast. We'll explain some more things. I might do a video on our YouTube channel, which you can get to from YouTube.com/slash at Binary Atlas. We'll we'll keep everybody up to date.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. Well, thanks, guys. We appreciate it. This has been the Binary Atlas
1: Podcast, and we hope we have a, you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Bye bye.